chapter 1, verse 76. Zechariah said, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins. Because of the tender mercy of our God, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the path of peace. Well, listen carefully before you respond by putting your hand up, okay? I wonder if anyone here doesn't know anything that they're getting for Christmas. Okay, so you, you haven't written a Christmas list. You haven't pointed out on the computer what you want to have. You haven't chosen anything in the shops. Genuinely, when you come downstairs on Christmas morning, you have absolutely no idea what presents are going to be under the Christmas tree. If that's you, if you've got no idea, if the whole of Christmas is going to be a surprise, put your hand up. One or two, one or two. Okay, okay, most of us, not. We often think, don't we, that Christmas is full of surprises, but actually Christmas is often quite predictable. We know what songs we're going to sing, we know what food we're going to eat, we know who we're going to spend time with, and often we know most of the presents we're going to get as well. What about the first Christmas? Was the first Christmas a total surprise, or was it um, kind of predictable? Well, actually, the first Christmas a bit like most of our Christmas presents under the Christmas tree, was more predictable than we think. It did take people by surprise, but if they'd spent time listening to what God had said before Christmas, they could have known what was coming. And so what we're going to do this morning is for about 10, 12 minutes or so, we're going to look at what God said just before Christmas happened to find out what Christmas is all about. And hopefully that will help us to celebrate Christmas in a couple of weeks' time. We're going to look at those four verses from Luke chapter 1. We're going to squeeze them down into two lessons. Um, And here's the first one. John came first to announce God's forgiveness. John came first to announce God's forgiveness. We often think of baby Jesus, don't we, at Christmas. But there was another baby born just three months before, and he's part of the Christmas story too. And Our reading is part of the song that his dad, Zechariah, sang just three months before Jesus was born, when his little boy was born. Nine months before he was born, Zechariah was uh, in the temple. He was a priest. And an angel came to visit him and said, you're going to have a son. And he was like, well, I don't think so. Because he was very old and his wife was very old and they didn't have any other children. And so God struck him dumb. He couldn't speak for nine months And then that reading Rachel read to us at the beginning, that's when suddenly his mouth is opened as he says his name is John. And everyone there is listening and they say, what then is this child going to be? He struck dumb in the temple, but nine months later when he says the name of the little boy, he speaks again and he sings this song and he tells us what part John is going to play in God's plan for Christmas. So first of all, in verse 76, he says, And you, my child, will be called a prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. 
Well, next year, it is the Olympics in Paris. And before the Olympic Games start, the Olympic torch will travel all around the country. People will run with the Olympic torch from one village to a town to a city, all the way around until it finally gets to Paris. And they are called the, the forerunners of the, uh, or the torchbearers of the Olympic Games. John was a bit like that. He was going before the main event. Or maybe we could think about John uh, like a town crier. You know, in the old days, before you had the internet or the TV or the radio, every town had a town crier, and his job was to shout as loudly as he could about the news that had happened so everyone could hear. That is what John does. John is, John's job is to shout the news that God is coming and everyone needs to get ready for him. Now, that is what actually God had said was going to happen 400 years before John was born. So there was a prophet, and he was called Malachi, and, he, and, and through the prophet Malachi, God said, Behold, I send my messenger ahead of me, 400 years beforehand. And then John turns up to keep God's promise. But how does John get um, the people ready to meet God? Well, again, Zechariah's song tells us, verse 77, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. To, uh, to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins. I wonder if you heard the story back in November of um, some miners in India who were rescued. There were 41 of them. They were digging a tunnel for a new road, and then there was a landslide, and all the earth and mud fell into the mouth of the tunnel, and they were trapped inside for, seven, uh, for 17 days, 17 days. Eventually, a rescue team managed to dig through all the rubble to get them out. Uh, 70 meters of rock separated them from the outside world. They needed rescuing. And Christmas is also the story of a rescue mission. A salvation mission, because sin separates us from God. Sin is um, so wide, it's so wide, you can't dig through it to get back to God. It's so deep, you can't dig out of it to get back to God. Sin means we're trapped and we need someone to come and rescue us. Well, what is sin, though? Sin is the way we take God's good gifts, but we ignore God, the giver. Sin is the way that um, imagine like on Christmas morning, you come downstairs, you see all your presents, you unwrap them all, you enjoy them all, but you never say thank you to the people who gave them to you. That is what sin is. Or sin is the way, um, like at Christmas time, we wear a paper crown on our heads at Christmas lunch. And um, those paper crowns, they usually last between about 30 seconds if you've got a really big head and it just rips straight away, or about six hours if you have a, a competition to try to keep your crown on the longest. But I guarantee you, by the time you go to bed on Christmas night, you won't be wearing your paper crown anymore. But we all wear invisible crowns on our head. That is what sin is. It's, a, it's saying, I'm king or I'm queen of my life, not God. We take God's good gifts, we ignore the giver, we wear crowns on our heads because we say we're the king or the queen and not God. And God is not happy about sin. Well, when John grew up, he became John the Baptist and he told people about God's rescue plan. He said, stop taking God's good gifts and ignoring God the giver. Stop treating yourself as the king or the queen of your life and pretending that God's not the king. Turn around and go back to God. So he prepares people 
to receive God's forgiveness. Christmas, you see, shouldn't take us too much by surprise because John came first to tell us what it was all about. But how does God rescue us from sin if sin is so wide you can't dig through it, so deep you can't dig out of it? Let's find out. Jesus came from heaven to bring us peace with God. Jesus came from heaven to bring us peace with God. There are some jobs at Christmas that you just don't do. So you don't do because you want to do them. You do them because you've got to do them. So think about um, collecting about six bags of wrapping paper and trying to squeeze it all into your wheelie bin. Or think about um, washing up about 100 dishes after Christmas lunch. Or think about driving several hundred miles to go and see family and friends and getting stuck in traffic at the worst time of year. There are some things you don't want to do, but you just do them anyway. Christmas was not a job like that for God. Christmas, uh, God got ready for Christmas with a big smile on his face and loads of love in his heart. That's what it says in our next verse. Christmas came because of the tender mercy of our God. What is the tender mercy of our God? That means his love and his kindness. It means that God doesn't treat us how our sins deserve to be treated. It means that God knew what we needed, forgiveness, and he made sure we got it. That is why Jesus came from heaven. A bit like the next part of our verse, by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven. Jesus came from heaven a bit like the sun comes up in the morning. You don't get to see the sun much in December, do you? It's usually pretty miserable. And when the sun comes up, you're like, wow, the sun's come up. This, today's going to be a better day than yesterday when it was just grey and miserable all the time. The sun is the fresh start of a new day. No matter how dark the night was, the sun shows you that there's light and hope the next morning. Jesus came from heaven. He was born to bring light. In a bit, we're going to light our Christingles. Jesus came to be like a candle on a Christingle or the sun that rises in a dark December day. Jesus is the light of the world. John was a man. Jesus is the God-man. He comes from his home in heaven to shine his light into the darkest places of the world. Look at verse 79. It says, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace, to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the path of peace. When you look at the world, what do you see in the world? You see this really strange mix of light and darkness, don't you? You can't avoid the mixture of Deep darkness, when you look at the news or you look at your own life, and bright light. It's this mixture of the two things. But the Bible says that in all of that darkness and in all of that light, there's a shadow that hangs over the whole world. It's called the shadow of death. And that is there because of our sin, because we can't ignore God and pretend that we're the kings and queens. We can't take the good gifts but ignore the giver forever and expect to get away with it. There's a shadow of death hanging over the world. But Jesus came from heaven into that dark place. Jesus came from the place of perfect light into the dark world. And he grew, he grew up, and he, he was born, he grew up, he died, he rose again to make forgiveness possible. 
so that instead of being at war with God, we can have peace with him. Jesus came from heaven to bring us peace with God. What does peace with God look like? It means hearing him talk to us in the Bible. It means talking to him in prayer. It means being part of his people in the church. It means knowing that he has got a good plan for our life, no matter how much the darkness is there. God's peace, Jesus' peace, comes into our lives, and then it shines into the world all around us. Well, there are lots of surprising things uh, that happen at Christmas, aren't there? But also Christmas is quite predictable. It's not as surprising as we think. God told us what Christmas is about so we can know and we can be sure. God kept his promise to send a messenger to get his people ready. That messenger was John. And God kept his promise to forgive our sins, to give us peace with him. Jesus came to do that. So Zechariah, he sang his song three months before Jesus was born and 2,000 years ago. So if, if we are here this morning, we think, I know, I believe these things. Well, we can celebrate Christmas with joy and confidence in our hearts. And if you're not yet sure whether you believe these things, well, this Christmas would be a good Christmas to decide to try to find out more. Do you remember what the people said when Zechariah opened his mouth? They said, what then is this child going to be? That was a good question to ask about John. It is an even more important question to ask about Jesus. Should we bow our heads and pray? Dear Lord, we thank you for telling us ahead of time the good news of Christmas, that there would be forgiveness for sin. We thank you, Lord, for Jesus, who is the rising sun who came to us from heaven, that he shines on us in the darkness and he guides our feet into the path of peace. And we pray, Lord, that you would help us to celebrate him and to trust him this Christmas. Amen.